You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Adult language and violence. You, you are now listening to the number one MMA show in America. Caged in MMA. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, this is Caged MMA. We are live now every single Thursday at 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. at night. We're here specially. This is a special Caged MMA, so you can definitely check us out by going to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. You can check us out on all our social medias from Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat, and you can call us at 631-676-2968 is the number if you want to talk MMA, you want to talk about karate, you can call the show right now. We have a very special show today. We're here with Sensei John Benedict and his crew in his karate school. But first things first, as you guys know, I want to apologize to all the fans out there. They've been waiting for this show week in and week out. Uh, We just transitioned the network into Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We're very excited about what we're doing here and how we're going to be trans transfusing everything that's going on right now in sports radio and that's what we've been doing on all our networks and all our shows so definitely check us out if you guys don't follow us on our network you can check us out on a website it's a new website check out a website if you haven't checked out a website yet mr yes sensei john benedict is in the studio and john before we get into uh the fights the fight card that we're going to be talking about why don't we talk a little bit about your school and the growth of your school in the last couple of years Good morning. Um, thanks for having us on the show. Um, well, um, my school has always been. Uh, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. I've been teaching since 1985, so my growth has been consistent over the years. But not many people make it with us. We have a little bit more of a um, stricter standards, as my students will tell you. But um, we produce good warriors. All right. Well, I, I just want to I want to get into MMA with you, John, because everything that we've seen right now in the UFC last night, there was a UFC card. Uh, Anderson Silva probably fought his last uh, UFC fight. When you look at the growth of mixed martial arts and, and everything that mixed martial, martial arts has really grown throughout the country and really throughout the world, where do you see mixed martial arts in, in the near future? Well, it, it's going to take over. I mean, you can see the difference. I mean, from my time period in the early 80s, we had to work for everything for free. We didn't get any of these special um, events or paychecks. And so today, it's you have a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of room for growth. There's um, younger kids are getting into it. And sponsors today are taking off. And you have a lot of good fighters in your gym, and we have one in the studio right now, actually two of them in the studio. But before we get into the fight, the MMA war zone, we have our first caller of the day. Who are we speaking to? Uh, my nickname is Old Man Ken. Old Man Ken. Okay, uh, Ken, what would you like to talk about? Uh, I'm just calling to wish Dookie uh, the best. Best of luck in his first uh, amateur fight. And Thank you. It's, uh, Sensei's a great trainer. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him fight many times, and I think he'll do great. Thank you very much. Yeah, nice talking to you, Ken, man. Thanks for calling us in. We miss you. Get down to the dojo again. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely stop down there, and I'll see you 
All right. Thank you, Ken. I don't know what, what what's going on with his phone over there. It sounded like he was underwater. <laughs> Probably was. He works for the Water Authority. Oh, there you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Well, uh, uh, let, let's get into your fight. And uh, why don't you tell the fans a little bit about you and your name and uh, and what you've done with Sensei John Benedict because you've been with him, what over fifteen years? Oh uh, yeah, over fifteen years now. Fifteen years. So why don't, why don't you give the fans a little bit of insight of who you are and and how long you've been training? I know you're a black belt uh, with Sensei. So why don't you tell a little bit about uh, a little bit about yourself so people can get to know who you are? Well, I'm Ruki. <laughs> um. I've been, uh, I've been a student for about what is it, 15 years now. So I started when I was two and a half. Um, he's a great teacher. It's like no other, you can't go to any other place and learn the exact same thing. It's totally different. You learn different because like it's old school. It's like not no wrestling or no other place. It's one of a kind. And, uh, Rookie, uh, you, you look at the growth of MMA, too, and I asked Sensei this question. I want to know your opinion. You're 16 years old, right? Am I right? 17. 17 now. I'm sorry. You know, fixing, fixing up. When, when did you turn 17? Last year, September 24th. Yes, happy birthday. So why don't you tell a little bit uh, about where you see MMA growing, too? And MMA has grown astronomically with all the different styles of fighting. As you, as you train in one of them, there's there's Brazilian jiu-jitsu and judo and, and obviously boxing. It's really transitioned into an all-style fighting. You have to be all around a great fighter to fight in these divisions. And, and as I talked to Sensei, Sensei believes in his product and what he, he delivers not only to the fans but to, to his students. Why don't you tell the fans a little bit about what you think the mixed martial arts world is turning into? All right. I think it's going to grow a lot because now everybody is looking into fighting and trying to, like, get somewhere in their life because, like, it changes your life. It changes your personality when you do something. You want to, like, for me, I want to get off the streets and off everything like that. I want it to change. So now this is changing who I am. And you get a paycheck. Exactly. And he's got some very good sponsors, this, yes. this t- group. I mean, we're looking at over 2,100. Yes. 2,100 uh, 2, sponsors? No, $2,100 worth of sponsors. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I just want to think. fight. I yep. mean, that's... So who are your sponsors? Uh, Buy from BNI Auto, Mr. Hansen from Great River All Company, right? Uh, Dominic from All American Awards, Stephanie's uh, Spots Dog Training. And you, Worldwide Radio. There you go. And and how about you, sir, uh, Mr. Robert McLemore? Where do you see? I, I know you train out of uh, Sensei's gym, and and you're you're a cop, right? Uh, that's correct. Yeah. So you're you're a cop, and and your thoughts of karate? I know I, I watched the new video that Sensei posted up all over social media. Uh, you've been in karate for fairly a long, long time, right? Uh. I studied for about five years uh, in my early 20s, but I, at 46, that, that was a long time ago. Right. About a year ago, I uh, walked into uh, Sensei Benedict's uh, studio, and it was exactly like uh, at least the, not necessarily the karate itself, but the, the atmosphere, the mentality. 
it was exactly what I was looking for. It was, a, it was big boy karate. Uh, I wasn't looking for uh, birthday parties or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was looking for, you well, know. I used to like April. That's why I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> the cartoon character April. That was something that I like to look at. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, being in law enforcement, you know, my age can be a liability at times, and I, I just I needed uh, a, a program to, you know, help me uh, deal with, uh, you know, flexibility and, and getting stronger, staying strong in my 40s, and uh, it's it's exceeded my expectations. Uh, uh, after a year, I, 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 I had no idea I'd make this much progress uh, this quickly. So it, it, I've I've been talking about mixed martial arts for for the last I would say last two years on this network and and I've interviewed some big names in the mixed martial arts world the UFC Bellator and I was just at an event on Friday FNT which was on Wall Street and the growth over there and it's funny when I went to this event it was it was on Wall Street and when you think of Wall Street you think of money that's what you think about and there there are cops over there who would have thought that there were NYPD cops like sending people to this this place on Wall Street where people are paying to watch fights. People are paying to watch these fights. In the olden days, I would say about five, six years ago, it was illegal here in New York. So you couldn't even watch that. Now it's sanctioned and New York State sanctioned it. And it's grown astronomically. It really has. And I, I walked into this event and it looked like it was a building. It was right next to Trump building on Wall Street. And I walked through this building. And I, it looked like it was, it looked like a beautiful place until you walked through and the, the room was completely not done. I'm telling you, it, it, it wasn't a finished room. It was a beat up room. And I think that's the way they want to, pers- you know, to show the fans what they want to build the product around what it used to be, where people were fighting mm-hmm. on plywood. Yeah. There was no rings. There was no nothing. And these guys were parking just, lots. yeah, parking lots. That's what they wanted to create at the show over here. They had a circus. They had a drum line there. They wanted to put they wanted to make it a show and and that's where it's trans transitioned into it, when you look at the ufc now in the barclay center madison square garden and they're promoting it throughout the country and amateur divisions out here on long island are fantastic we have triton we have new york fight exchange we have all these acc we have all these uh, amateur divisions right now where these kids and there's a lot of great fighters coming out of long island a there tremendous is. amount mm, yeah. uh they, they have the usc gym we have your gym there there's so many there's so much growth right now in mixed martial arts and now kids are actually wanting instead of going to play basketball or going to play football they want to learn and they want to train mixed martial arts they want to train where they want to fight like gsp or matt serra or one of these big time old matt Hughes, all these old fighters that we talk of royce gracie where the growth of mixed martial arts has grown astronomically like i was just talking about i remember two years ago uh, United States MMA was it wasn't where it is today, and I talk about I, when I go to these events all the time now, and I talk to some of these ex football players, and they went to they went to college on a Division One scholarship, and after the Division One scholarship. All of a sudden, they're like, you know what? I don't want to play football. I want to do MMA. I want to train. I want to. I want to get into the octagon, and I. W- I want to show everybody my toughness and my growth in, in in not only mixed martial arts, wrestling and boxing and and all this other stuff. And it, they rather they rather do mixed martial arts than play uh, you know play football or have a chance to be a, a red shirted on the Giants or the Jets. You know, it, it's 
it's grown astronomically, and I have to give a lot of credit to guys like you, Sensei. You know, you bring these students in, and you tell them, "Listen, if you if you can't handle this, get out of here. You, yeah. There's no reason for you to be here if you're not going to train hard and you're not going to put the time and effort into it." So, it's it's amazing. And when I look at some of your students, and and I I see the growth. You got Jessica here, who's another tough nose uh, fighter. Oh, she's who, definitely a tough girl. Yes, and 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 the growth of all the students that I've seen come through this, and I'm not even talking about your gym, but other gyms. We've had tons and tons of kids and tons of grown-ups that are fighting in in the Bellator. We had a, yeah. a bunch of Bellator fighters in the studio that tell us the growth of where they've gone from from top to bottom. It's unbelievable, and even your mother, who's sitting right over there in the corner, doesn't want to be on the screen. Uh, she she's supportive of you, which is unbelievable yes. because. It's it's very hard for a parent to sit there and watch their kid get their face punched in, get kicked in the side <laughs> of the head. It's very hard. It's, it's very hard. She's saying no. It's not. <laughs> well, I I your mother's one of one in a million because I know yes, when I was a kid and I was boxing, my mom did not want to see me get my face pounded in. Okay, she she didn't. But she, you know, it, it, and that's why she never came to watch me fight. But my uncles did, my father did, because they wanted to see me get my ass beat. So I, I, I think it's incredible when you have a, a, a family member, your mother, your father, supporting you on 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 the growth of what you're doing in the mixed martial arts world. So I give you a lot of credit, and I give Sensei John Benedict a lot of credit because he's got fighters wanting to do it. He's not forcing them to get. And get into the ring or get into the octagon and fight you have to want to do it mm-hmm. that's the only reason yeah. why you're there so i think it's incredible it really is you know and too with, with the parents today we're losing our family values when we have a mom that supports their kid the kid can't fail and today they're like oh they want to make everything like mommy and me they want to make you know participation awards it's killing our kids I mean, and having a mom like Chieko in the in the building really makes the rest of the kids strong because the other moms are like, you know what, my kid can do it too. So, you know, it's you got to have the right recipe in a dojo. Like, I, I think you have to have the right recipe in anything you do, and you have to push yourself to if you want to be the best. And I, I hear all this when I get these when I interview these kids at these events, and I just talk to them. I said, "Well, what makes you do this? I want to be the best. So give me the reason why you want to be the best. Give me the the thought on being the best. How are you going to be the best? Well, I have to train hard. I have to get, I put the time into it. I have to diet. I have to do all these things that people don't understand the the depth of it. When I watch these guys try to make weight, some of these guys are 220 pounds they're trying to get down to 185 yeah he's got to lose yep. another <laughs> it's crazy yeah. it, it really is it's it's draining it's it's starving yourself it's getting your body and, and once you get in that weigh-in you're drained you're completely drained i i went to a weigh-in a couple of weeks ago i went to a weigh-in a couple of weeks ago and i saw this kid get on top of the scale he looked like he was about to fall off of it it's unbelievable. And I asked him, how much weight did you drop in three weeks? He says, I dropped 30 pounds. I said, 30 pounds in three weeks? I said, that's physically impossible. He says, no, it isn't. No, it's, not. it's not. I lost 50 pounds in five weeks. It's crazy. I, 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 it's, it's unbelievable. And I think it's, it really pushes that subject on how much, how much you can do to your body, how much beating you can give to your body at any age. To get yourself where you want to be, and that's that's what I think sports is really transitioned into. Well, that's the nature of a warrior mm-hmm. to push, to go beyond what you thought you're capable of doing. 
and keep going. Never stop. Never. Just never stop. And, you know, quitting's not an option. We've all had yeah. to deal with broken toes, oh, yeah. uh, twisted fingers, black eyes. You know, we, and like you said, we do need the support of family. You Absolutely. Know, my wife's not happy sometimes <laughs> limp home, but it's, it's the love of karate. It's mm -hmm. the passion that keeps us moving forward and the desire to be the best. Robert, I, I, for your wife, and, and your wife it knows that you're probably going to fight, and a.k.a. to uh, Bobby Campbell, if he's not listening to the show. Bobby, uh, Robert, you're probably going to fight on Bobby's next uh, card, right? Yes. Uh, I, I'm looking to uh, get involved in, in MMA, and that's the great thing about MMA today is uh, you, know, you could be any age, uh, any, any skill level, and there's a place somewhere where you, you, you can test your skill. Uh, that's the one thing I really love about the MMA. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad there's people like Bobby Campbell out there providing opportunities mm -hmm. for, for martial artists to, to mm -hmm. get in the ring. But, yeah, um, you know, as far as, like, uh, family, uh, yeah, my wife, uh, she doesn't like it sometimes when I come home a little banged up, uh, but she'd rather uh, rookie – uh, do it to me and have me learn than have some emotionally disturbed person get the better of me <laughs> in, in, in the street. So, and I, I, I'm not married and I don't have any kids, so I can only imagine. Do you have kids? I have one five-year-old. Five-year-old. So your five-year-old doesn't understand that daddy's going into the rain. Is, no. Is, you know, it's, it's funny when I go to these events, and I was just at Bobby Campbell's last event. By the way, shout out to Bobby Campbell and his mm. jackhammer promotions. Uh, I'll tell you right now, that was a great card. It was a great fight. Uh, he puts on a great, great show. So you, you, if you guys don't, you've never been to Jack Hammer Promotions, you have to go to his, event, his events. They're awesome. They're absolutely awesome. All the events, Mike Washington's NY uh, New York Fight Exchange, who, and he, he invited me to that event on Friday for the FNT. That was a great event. These events are highly profiled events, and they're spending thousands upon thousands of growing their product. And it's, it's unbelievable. And the fighters that that I meet at these events, they're, they're so humble. And, and that's, you, you would expect when you, when you talk to some of these fighters, they're, you would think they're badasses, you know? They, they don't want to talk to you. Why would they want to speak to you? And, and I actually was a fighter, so they actually, some of these guys know who I am. So it, it's like they understand why I'm there and, and, and the promotional way of what I'm trying to do on helping them grow their product and who they are as athletes, as fighters, as, you know, fan, you know, a lot of these guys are family members. They're, they're 22, 23-year-old kids that have families already. They have daughters and sons and, and wives. It, it's unbelievable. I'm not even married. I'm 36 years old. I don't have any kids, and these guys are 22, 23 years old. They got three kids. Yeah, you know, it's, how are you going to make it on Long Island? Exactly. you got to get in the ring and fight. you got to get sponsored. Yes, and, and, and that's the same thing with uh, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We, we're, we're here, and one of our sponsors is, is you, John, and yeah. – and and we I believe we, in what you're doing. Here. Yes, and, and and the growth here of what we're doing here is is trying to transition sports radio in a different way, a different outlook. And and the same thing what we try to do in the MMA world is when I go to these events, I'm going to uh, we're going to be broadcasting live at uh, the MMA War Zone in in the Bronx, uh, February 24th, uh, to support not only your school and your gym. But what MMA is is trying to grow here in in New York State, and and I, I love going to these events because I like to interact with some of the young kids. We have another caller, so we're gonna put this caller on in right now, and then we'll we'll talk more about your school and we'll go to break. Who are we speaking to? Yeah, this is Ahmad. How you doing, Ahmad? How are you? I'm doing good, sir. So, uh, Ahmad, what would you like to talk about? I 
meeting uh, on uh, February 24th. Okay. So uh, why don't why don't we? Uh, this is is this your promotion? Is this, is this his promotion? Yeah, it's no. a promotion for the IOP. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Rookie, so, yeah. Uh, rookie. This is the Mars, one of our students. Hi, oh, Amar. okay, okay, okay. I, I, uh, I didn't understand him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how are you, Amar? What would you like to talk about? I'm doing good, sir. I'm just wanting to tell him good luck on his fight. And uh, he's, a good, uh, he's a good fighter. Thank you. Thank you, Ahmad. And, and Ahmad, uh, you, you train at John's uh, Dojo? Yeah, I trained at uh, John's, uh, St. John's Dojo with my kids. Okay, and uh, how old are your kids that are training out of uh, out of his dojo? How old are they? How old are they? Yes. Yeah, they're fourteen and sixteen. Fourteen and sixteen years old. So you you have all ages: five, seven, eight, fourteen, sixteen, twelve, all fighting out of your dojo. It's it's in the absolutely same class. in the same class. That's right. Not separate. Yeah. No. That's that's incredible. We it really make is. These kids strong. I mean, of course, none of the adults are going to hurt them, but they push them. And um, his two kids, Jazbeer and Tazbeer. Jazbeer is a monster. He is. My my son wants to uh, say something. Go ahead. Tazbeer, go ahead. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? Good. What What is your name? Tazbeer Singh. Tazbeer. Uh, Tazbeer, how old are you? Fourteen. Fourteen. So you train out at John's gym. How do you uh, how do you enjoy training out with uh, arguably one of the one of the best uh, at, hi- at what he does in the business? Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> He's not one for words. That's for He's sure. A, no, no. Look, I'm not one of the best. Look, I'm just one of the old time guys. I came up. Okay, stop it. Stop it, no, John. Look, 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 let's be real here because look, I just train hard and I stick to my values. I stick to my principles and my style. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've been doing this since. I've been training since the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, I really got hooked on Goju in the 80s, and I've never left. And um, I just keep those principles alive, the old ways of doing it, punching bricks in class, kicking trees, all the old school stuff, which gives us the advantage. And these kids are learning that. And Tez Beer's another kid that's come up the ladder. He's, he's really trying hard. He's growing. And, a lot. Um, you know, I don't want my kids to be a victim. You know, so... It, it's incredible when I talk to you and... Tazbeer, I don't know uh, your background, but some of the kids that you take off the street, uh, you have uh, gangsters and, and kids that have no homes, have no places to live, and you take them off the street and you train them, you put the time into them. You're kind of like a father figure to them, which is it's incredible. Yes. It really is incredible. You have to give uh, John a lot of credit because when I talk to John and I go to his dojo once or twice a month and I have conversations with him about his school and, and the growth of his school – he tells me that I've I, I love my children. I love my kids. They're when they come in here, they, we're a family, and and we grow together. And if they don't want to be here, I don't force them to be here. Which is, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these, and I'm not taking shots at any trainer or any uh, sensei. A lot of these senseis, they bring them into the school and they keep them there, and they try to get whatever they can get out of them, and they don't really push them to their why they're there, and that's to train and fight and and. And, and, and get better at their craft. A lot of these senseis, and I'm not naming any names, and I'm not taking shots at anybody, so don't think that I am. I, I go to different places, and I see what they're trying to teach to these kids, and, and I, I just think that it's, the, it's not the right way of teaching in, in, in the way of forming, of understanding what it is to grow the sport and grow the mixed martial arts well, you gotta look in at their dojo. Every culture is different. Every teacher is different. 
And um, like I said, um, I push my students to be the best. One of my students is the um, producer of Judge Judy many years ago. He comes from Winsburg, Brooklyn. I didn't let that kid go. Um, the, the, the musical Rent, mm -hmm. um, the character Angel mm -hmm. is my student, uh, Wilson. Um, one of my students became a Brigadier General, got him to go to West Point. I put a lot of effort in these kids. They're going to make it in this life. And I owe this to my instructor. My teachers took me up the streets. I was in Williamsburg, Brooklyn in the early, early 80s. I was one of the only white guys in my neighborhood. And I got involved with gangs and I didn't graduate high school because I was so much in trouble. And they dragged me up the street and they gave me a second chance. And I'm paying my debt back with these kids. And this is why I go out of my way to get these kids. Some of them are not gonna make it. But if we can save one, I'm doing my job. I think you've saved a lot of them, and I, I've met a couple of them. They've come into they've come into the studio, and I've had conversations with them, even off air. And some of them actually follow me on Facebook, and they they see some of the crazy posts I post up. And I know a lot of people think I'm nuts on some of the things that I say, and that's why I try to stay away from social media because it, it seems like every time I post something crazy up, they're looking at me like I'm nuts, and. I, I can honestly say off air, I'm probably a little crazy, but it, there are reasons why I am the way I am, and a lot of people would say that who know me personally. But I, I think that the growth of social media has transitioned and changed sports as a whole. You look at all these athletes. You have LeBron James. He's got over, like, what, what is it, 60 million people following him yeah. all over social media on Twitter. I, I mean, you have you have uh, Ronaldo. having He's got 25 million or, or something like that. The transition of athletes and social media has grown, and that's why people are doing podcasts and they're doing live radio shows now. Where now radio is completely, you know, all these AM/FM dials are completely gone. I mean, NBC Sports Radio practically got rid of their whole radio uh, radio company on the side because they can't pay these uh, these um, broadcasters the money that they were making because there are podcasts that are taking away sponsors and yeah. and all this other stuff because the they would rather free mm -hmm. the internet is free yes it is yes so it is why are we spending all this money for pay-per-view mm -hmm. and and this gives the fighters more money like with them I have contracts with them where they can only shell out 20% of their winnings to yeah. everybody I put most of the money into them which I which I respect because so if we if we post these events on the internet, we don't have to pay pay bucks for a pay per view. I agree. We can do away with them. I agree, and that's why I support this radio station and what you're doing because this is the future right here. Internet radio, internet TV. We don't have to spend all this money mm -hmm. on these big promoters. You can promote yourself today, so. Um, that's why, like with Rookie, you know, we got a lot of money right now for private sponsors. We have our third call of today. Who are we speaking to? Uh, this, is this is Joe. I'm actually uh, a student of Sensei John Benedict. How are you doing, my friend? I'm all right. So what would you like to talk about? Well, you know, I, I've been training with uh, John Benedict in and out, you know, um, like, you know, I've been having a personal issue, so I really haven't been able to go to the dojo like I was going in the beginning. But I really want to talk about Rookie at this moment. Okay, so what would you like to speak about? Well, you know, um, I feel that he's a very, well, he's young. He's 16 years old, and as a 16-year-old kid, I, I feel that he's a very uh, talented person. Uh, he's very ambitious. 
he's, he has great ambition, to be honest. Um, he's, he's a great trainer. He, he works hard, without a doubt. Um, you know, he his main goal is to push his opponent to the limit or just, you know, just step up to him. He, he has no fear whatsoever. Well, we all have fear. We just got to learn how to control it. <laughs> right. I mean, um, hopefully you're going to get back in the dojo sometime soon. Yeah, man. Because um, yeah. he's been one of the ones I've been trying to save, and he's been making excuses. But I, um, <laughs> we still have hope for him. He's supposed to be coming in this week, so. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. Come home, yeah. Rowan. I mean, Joe. Joe. Joe, let me ask you one more question before we let you go, because we had already three callers. we got to go to a break. Um the growth of, of MMA, where do you see it growing to? I, I asked these, I asked this question to all the fighters and, and really just everybody that trains in mixed martial arts because it's incredible the different responses I get. Some people give me responses that kind of entwine in the other responses, and some people give me different thoughts to MMA and where it's growing to. So where do you see MMA in 10 years? Uh, MMA in 10 years, that's a great question. Uh, a lot of people nowadays uh, look at MMA uh, for uh, different styles. Like, for example, they don't believe in karate, period. Um, and that's one thing that I, I don't agree with because karate is the original MMA. But people don't like to say that. They take it as a joke. Um, everybody wants to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. People want to do boxing. People want to do wrestling. But in reality, in 10 years from now, I feel that MMA at this moment is not on top of his game like it used to be at one point. Um, don't get me wrong, I, there's great fighters out there, man. I mean, Conor McGregor, he's... I, I, a lot of people liked him, you know, but I personally, I don't like him. Um, Nate Diaz, you know, all these guys, Misha Tate. Um, but right now, I feel that people need to look at the original MMA. People need to look that karate was the original. Uh, Goji Ryu, the style that we do, is the father of Kyoku Shinkai. And that's basically what it is. That's where I see MMA going. MMA, I feel that if there's not, if fighters don't really stick to their style and change styles, they're not going to be the great fighter that they once were. That's just my opinion. It's interesting. It really is. It, it, and, and that's why I ask you that question. Thank you, Joe. All right. You know, it's inter it's interesting to me. And, and, and guys, when you call the show, if, if you're on speakerphone, just Talk into the phone. Don't talk on speakerphone because there is always a back-end sound, and I'm trying to work the sound in while you guys are talking, and it gives me some kind of like watery sound. So if you guys call the show, I, I don't mind you guys calling the show and interacting in conversation with us. Just don't go on speakerphone because I, I can hear it uh, that you're on speakerphone, and it's, it doesn't have a good sound on live radio. So uh, we're going to go to a quick break. We have Sensei John Benedict, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the upcoming fight, February 24th, MMA Warzone. Remember, you can check out his gym. Why don't you give everybody the address of your gym so they can find it? 28 Cold Court, Ronkonkoma, New York. So, so, so there you go. And you guys could check out. You could check out his classes. Are, hold on. I'm going to put this. Hold on one second. Whoever's on the phone, we're going to put you through. When we come back from break, we have to go to a quick break. We're getting phone calls galore. When we come back, we'll get, we'll get into the phone call, and we'll talk more about Warzone, MMA Warzone, February 24th. Remember, you can follow us at www. Yes, www. 
WorldWideSportsRadio.com. So you can check that out. Follow us and call us at 631-676-2968. As you guys know, our shows are live Monday through Friday from 11 o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock in in the evening, I guess you could say, the next day. But our shows are live every single day. You can check out our shows. And our weekend shows, we have Behind the Barricade on tonight. And we're, we're also starting next week, we have Feet and Courage coming back to the studio. So uh, that's a youth football show. So if you like football, we're going to have professional football players, coaches in the studio uh, for the next couple of weeks. So definitely stay tuned. We'll be back after this. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Adult language and violence. You, you are now listening to the number one MMA show in America. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you guys know, this is Caged in MMA. It's a special show, and we are moving. Yes, we're moving. Cage Den MMA to Thursdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. at night. We're going to do that every other Thursday, and we're going to have athletes. We're going to have all MMA fighters come into the studio. We're going to interview me, Mike Washington. We're going to have Rodney Harrison and Rodney Harris join us from Behind the Barricade, who's very familiar with MMA. He's going to join us every every other Thursday, and we're going to talk. We're going to talk all MMA, boxing. Whatever, whatever you guys have, you know, info or information about mixed martial arts or boxing, you can call the show every single thir- every other Thursday. I always say every single Thursday. It's every other Thursday. But uh, we're starting that this Thursday, and then every other Thursday from this Thursday on, we will have Caged MMA, and and it'll be a great show. We'll have uh, at, we'll have all different fighters lined up, either MMA sh- fighters from UFC or Bellator in the studio, or calling the show during the live show. So stay tuned for that i want to give a shout out to mike washington from s uh, from fnnt uh fnt i, I always the, the, it's funny because i i think of new york fight exchange and mike washington's not only he has his hand dipped into his company he's helping other companies grow as well so it's incredible what he is doing shout out to bobby campbell uh eugene and 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 uh all the all the different uh, promoters out here for MMA, I, I give them a lot of credit. Nick from Triton, all the guys that uh, really try to promote and 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 push MMA out here, not only for the kids, but even for the families that want to get them involved, including John Benedict, who is a uh, pure sponsor of what MMA should be and what MMA is growing to, uh, you know, what we're seeing right now, the growth of MMA. But... Uh, I want to get into MMA Warzone, which is February 24th. A rookie will be fighting on the card, which uh, finally we're going to get we're going to get the chance to see rookie uh, in action and in a live tournament where it's been hard to find you a fighter to fight. Yeah. It's been really really hard, especially because you're so young. And uh, I, I don't know if you guys see some of the posts and and Sensei actually posted up a. Um, a couple of months ago, I would say about six months ago, rookie. It was in the summertime, right? It was in the summertime. Oh, uh, I think so. Where uh, a, a gang of six guys attacked you, yes. and uh, it was it was it, it's funny because, and I'm not making I'm not making a joke. It it just shows you that you don't have to be the strongest, you don't have to be the toughest. 
You just have to have an understanding how to protect yourself and, and understand that people are skeezing bums that will try to attack you from your back and other sides of the, you know, try to attack you. So uh, I watched the video and I've seen, I, I've seen what you can do. And I, I think it's, it's, to me, I'm, I'm very, I'm looking forward to seeing you fight in, in the Bronx, your first fight, because I think it really will transition what you are going to be in the future and i i, I there's there's things that i've seen in in sport and and i go to these events i go to mike washington i went to fnt um on friday night and it was a great event and i i, I didn't see a lot a lot of these fighters that i saw in the in the ring i never seen them fight so i i didn't know them personally but i go to these events and i've seen these guys fight their first fight and see what they are five six fights after that and they they've completely changed their their game and understanding on how to fight and who they're fighting and and and, and just the outlook to it. and i i know sensei i'm sure he's got a game plan i'm sure he knows who you're fighting his strengths his weaknesses and 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 where you you know where you have to attack him so and i think that's a lot of a lot of coaches and a lot of trainers and senseis that get their kids ready you have to understand who you're fighting where they're fighting from what gym they're fighting from and what their strengths and what their weaknesses are so uh, it's it's amazing mixed martial arts is is really technical and it's like a chess game because you're either a lot of these guys are either ex-wrestlers ex-boxers uh they have black belts in brazilian jiu-jitsu or they're they have a transition, a brown belt, a black belt in, in judo, slash a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and they boxed. I mean, it, it, mixed martial arts is, is incredible because you don't know what they're good at, what their strengths are, and then when you do know what their strengths are, you don't know what they have in store for you, where they can surprise you and attack you, where you didn't expect them to attack you from. So that's what, technically, you know what a boxer is going to do. You, you can't use your legs. You can't do your elbows. Well, they, they use their heads and they cheat. But, you know, the, boxers like to do that. Mike Tyson did that. I mean, there are fighters. Uh, Holyfield used to do that. I mean, there are a lot of these guys, they, they, they found ways to, to use their body parts that they, couldn't, they shouldn't use and get away with it. But mixed martial arts, you can use your elbows. You can yeah. use your knees. You can use your legs. You can use all the limbs of your body except headbutting somebody. You can't do that. But... Um, Practically, you can do anything, and that's why the transition and understanding the game as a whole. And I think, uh, and, and since I asked you this question a while ago, and I said, "What what makes your gym different from a gym that trains in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, or uh, what 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 transition of your fighting style changes the the thought of judo or boxing or all these?" different uh styles of fighting that everybody is using what makes your style different from everybody else's well basically principle goju meaning hard and soft hard is linear jiu is soft close in so we have everything we don't have to go train jiu-jitsu we have our own ground game it's different from jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu is great it's great art every style is great it's their discipline if you come in as a martial artist Bring in your style. Your style should have the way to beat other styles. So Goju does have that. We have close in. We have linear. Um, ground game. Ground game. We have weapons. We have a whole bunch of things. Um, but the thing is, also as a warrior, as rookie, we don't know nothing about his fighter. We looked on Facebook. We're getting no information. We don't care. He's a warrior. He's supposed to go out there and take what he's been doing in training and apply it. 
so it's his first fight. So we try to prepare him as best we can, but it's what he has to go and do. He's got to figure it out on the fly. I'm not going to be yelling and screaming across the ring, telling him what to do. I don't do that. This is his experience. And like you said, um, after five or six fights, you see that they change. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing with Rookie. So he's got to go in there and be able to figure out the other person's strategy and counter it. We have our fourth caller of the day. Who are we speaking to? Probably Stephanie. <laughs> how are you, Stephanie? Good, how are you? We are good. What would you like to speak about? Uh, I just wanted to ask um, Sensei John, uh, what do you think the future is of this sport? What did she say? Couldn't what, do, what do you think the future is to the sport? That's why lowering your mic, I mean, lowering your headsets is very, very hard. But go ahead. Well, um, it's only going to get better. That's what this is going, the direction that we're heading in MMA. There's going to be so many changes. There's so many windows that we can go to. There's so many different directions. So there's nothing but positive that's coming out of it. It's going to take over boxing. Boxing's been trying to hold on for a long time ever since the MMA. You know, they're they're losing their grip, okay? Um, People like the MMA more than the boxing. Boxing still gets a great a lot of supporters, but... They're they're trying. You know, a regular boxer just doesn't go into MMA. They don't take their just plain boxers going into MMA with no other training, right? You don't see that. No. Fine. You know, so like I said, so this sport is going to change the way fighting is. Let's see where it goes. I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. I want to see where it goes. It's exciting. Stephanie, you have any more questions for Sensei or any of the guys that we have in the studio? I feel like I'm going to do pretty good. Um, I think it's going to be a very fun uh, fight. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be entertaining, very entertaining. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty fun. You get a good opponent. Yeah. It's not going to be a, a two warriors getting in the ring and giving a good show. Okay, and Stephanie's one of our warriors, by the yes. way. Yes. And I just want to say thank you for the sponsorship from uh, Spots Dog Training. Thank you. No problem. I'll be there. All right. I'm looking forward to the fight. Thank you. She's one of our tough fighters. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. She's uh, our, our so oldest. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> we always got to tell her that. She's one of our oldest um, fighters in the dojo. And I, she, it's her age is secret. But we know she's in her 60s. Her age is secret, but yeah. you, you know, know she's in the 60s. In the 60s. Yes. And, she's, and she's one of your sponsors? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and she owns the... Dog training. Dog right. training, okay. Spots dog. Okay. And, and, and it's, to me, it, sponsorships is very, very important. The growth of this sport has to be behind sponsorships. You look yeah. at the UFC, they have Monster, and they have all oh. these big organizations sponsoring them. Uh, uh, the fight, FNT had uh, Body Armor. Body Armor awesome. was uh, Under Armour. I'm sorry, Under, Under Armour was the sponsor, and it's a huge sponsor. But we have another caller. Uh, who are we speaking to? Uh, Aaron. How you doing, Aaron? I'm doing good. What's up? I'm here to talk to Rookie. Hey, Aaron. What's up? What's going on, Rookie? How you doing? You gonna win? Of course, of course. We're gonna make you proud. <laughs> we got you. 
I'll work it down, in, uh, rookie. I got it. Don't worry. All right, peace, man. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aaron is short for words, as yes. you can see. Straight to the point. Yes. Make too proud. All right. Well, uh, that's Aaron. Uh, but anyway, so well, let's get into MMA Warzone. Yeah, and um, my thought, I, I don't particularly, I've never been to this event I don't think this is his first event. This no, is, this is I no. his first event. Oh, this is his first event. Yeah, right. Okay, so this is uh, Sensei Hector's uh, first event. Yeah. And I, I, unfortunately, we, we would have liked to get him in the studio. To, to, and one of his, the fighter that you're fighting against, yeah. get him into the studio and kind of interact with each other on, on his strengths. And, and you guys get to know each other in the studio. Unfortunately, yeah. we, couldn't, we couldn't do that today. But nevertheless... Uh, the th- your thoughts, uh, rookie, uh, for for the growth, uh, for your growth and your style of fighting, because you're going. This is your first fight, and and I I know this because I my first boxing match, I was scared as hell, you know, because you don't know what to expect, you know what I mean. You're not scared right now, but when you're getting there, when you get there and you get your weigh ins, and that day comes, and you're you're about to your fight's about you're you're the next fight, and they say your fight's up, and you're you're about to come out. You come out to whatever. Are you coming out to music? Or are you coming out to particular music? Not really. No, I don't know. Yeah, still he thinking. Hasn't gotten any of that to us? They're a little no. bit behind. Well, if it, I can actually help with that, if 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 there's needed, but um, you know, your your thoughts of when when the thought is is when you get into when you're about to walk into the the cage or the octagon or the ring. You always have those butterflies. It, it doesn't matter how much you train for it. It doesn't matter how much uh, you know your fighter or you think you know your fighter or you're, you've been ready for this for, I don't know, the last 10 years you've been ready to get into the ring and show everybody what you're capable of being and, and doing. It's completely different when you have a 1,000 people around you watching the fight and you're you're you have all these people watching, and you have to put on it not only put on a show, but actually protect yourself because as much as I and I say this all the time, you're putting your life on the line. You know, you it, it doesn't matter if you're wearing headgear, shin gear. Uh, there are people, and, and I say this, and, and I'm not trying to scare anybody from the sport. There are people that die in this sport every year. I'm talking about. I'm talking about at least 50 people around the world that die in this sport. So the thought in your mind, always you always have to have it ticking in your mind because I, I, I think that when you look at boxing, there are more people that die in boxing than, than there is in mixed martial arts. I, a matter of fact, less, di- less, mm-hmm. less deaths, uh, deaths in mixed martial arts than there are in boxing. But your thought of stepping in, in the ring for the first time and and really, your plan uh, on when you step into the ring? Well, butterflies. I don't know. I don't think I'll really have butterflies. I'll just, I'll just be more aware of mm-hmm. what is happening and what my uh, thoughts going to be during it. That to more focus on what he's going to do and everything like that. But I'm, I don't think I'll be worried when if even when I get in. I don't think I'll be worried. All those years, you should have yeah. been worried. You got to learn to control those feelings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Look, will you be afraid? Absolutely. Yeah. But we have to control. Fear. Well, that's what I mean. It's I, like fear. a limit. Yeah. Fear. That's what I mean. Not worried. I, I'm, the better word is fear. You know, fear because is the only weapon that they can use against you. Mm-hmm. That's the only weapon that's out there is fear. If we can understand fear, we can conquer any obstacles. You and were, that's what I teach. You were talking earlier about um, like. 
different qualifications of, of different course. fighters mm -hmm. of like the purple belt in this style and that mm -hmm. style and you know what it's like to fight against uh, mixed martial artists like that but i think the greatest enemy of any fighter faces is themselves yes, and you, you you were asking earlier what goju is about and for me over the last year uh, it's learning how to face your fear for learning how to face uh, self-doubt and eliminate it and overcome it and when I first came down to the, the dojo and started fighting uh, the brother of the Jasmine Jasmine the the brother of the kid you were talking to mm -hmm. earlier you know and 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 rookie the one thing I realized quickly is these are not normal kids uh, you know fighting these guys they'll put a hurting on you they, they will put a hurting on you even in a training environment and you can't treat them like normal people. If I ever had to arrest somebody like uh, Rookie or, or Jasmine, you know, it would be a, a, an ugly scene. But um, I think he's a good fighter. I think he's going to do fine. And I think he's well in control of his fear. And, and, and that, that, that to me is very, very important is, is controlling your, your fear. and Your emotions, actually. Your emotions. And I, I remember the first time I walked into a boxing ring. I, I'll, I'll be straight up honest with you. I had butterflies, mm -hmm. and I was unsure of myself because everything that I trained and everything I was getting ready for, I was completely – in my first MMA fight, Ring of Combat, well, it, it was one of the Ring of Combat tournaments, I was, I was deathly scared too. I mean, because you know, you're, when you're – I used to think and, – and this is funny because I was in boxing for like seven years, and then I left boxing, and, and, and I, my friend kind of brought me into MMA – uh, he had wrestling mats in his basement, and we used to train out of his basement, uh, working out. He had, he had a bench and everything like that. He says, why don't you try mixed martial arts? And I, I used to make a joke, and I, I told you this since. I, I, it's funny because it's like I don't want some man laying on top of me and trying to transition into a leg lock, knee lock, whatever you call it, a Kimura. I said, it, it, it's gay. I, I said, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing this. I don't want some other man sweating on top of me. He says, what's the difference of some man sweating on top of you or somebody sweating and punching you in the face? See, that's another obstacle you have to overcome. Mm-hmm. It's a reality. Jiu-Jitsu people are awesome. Mm -hmm. They're good at what they do. Remember, you're supposed to be good at what you do. And this is what we do in Goju. We just won't go on the ground with you. Or when we do, we're really good at the ground. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big man, but I can move on the ground. People don't realize how good I am until I do it with the students. And they're like, how can how? you do this? this I don't like it, but I must know it. You must be balanced in your martial arts. You can't be one way. You got to be able to adapt. So that's why I said rookie has a good chance. This kid's probably a good kid. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that. Has he kid, ever been in fights? Do you know that this guy's been in any fights? This is his first fight too. Okay, and but how he's old been is he? Training for a while, sixteen too. Oh, he's sixteen too. So yeah. you're you're about the same age. So. Yeah. So like I said, I want it to be fair. Mm -hmm. You know, this is his first fight. Let them experience the first time. Mm -hmm. Then I don't care what rookie gets involved in. He's gonna have to be a man and deal with it. I think after your first fight, you'll be very confident about what you're you're, you're doing because I know you, you train and you get into these fights and you have these competitions at your dojo. It, it, it's it's totally different. It's a yes. different environment when when yes. there's hundreds of people sitting there and watching your fights. It, That's you're why like, we do the other tournaments. Yeah. We do a lot of the um, you know full contact tournaments in uh, in the Harlem. Mm -hmm. We don't even fight on Long Island anymore. It's just it's it's. Not the same. It, it's just Whoa. they don't hit you hard. You got to wear chest protectors. So we usually go up to the Harlem tournaments where it's continuous contact. And there's a couple of videos of rookie fighting. I left all rookies' videos up there so the other trainers can know. There's nothing to hide. 
I don't want to hide nothing. I want you to know, and I want you to prepare, and I want to challenge him to deal with whatever they prepared for him. That's one. That's the difference of a black belt. That's one of the things that I I can kind of bring to the table for rookie. Uh, you know, I'm six foot two, um, a large man. So, you know, he's got a he he's got a he he's training to get me off of him. You yeah, know. we'll do ground games all ground the time. Ground game, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be a sparring partner. We, we're we're trying to work him as hard as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's getting used to fighting people bigger than him. Yeah. We have our fifth caller of the day. Who are we speaking to? Yeah, let's count. Uh, Vinny. Who is this? Uh, Daniel. Hey, how how are you, Daniel? What would you like to hey, speak Dan. about? Uh, I just want to congratulate Mookie on his fight in the Bronx. You know, he's about to kick butt over there. Thank you. Dan, I, I want to ask you a question. Uh, are you on speakerphone? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I figured. That's why. Get off a of speakerphone. I want to hear what it sounds like when you're off a of speakerphone. There we yeah, go. It, it sounds better. It, it sounds a lot better. Yeah. It sounds, I told you they want yeah. speakerphone. <laughs> and, and what Dan is this? Do you know this, Dan? Uh, Aldre, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's up, man? I just want to say congratulate him, you know, on him. The Bronx, you know, that's, that's one step. One step at a time, you know. Yeah, one step at a time, man. Thank you. Dan? Dan? Dan has left the building. Uh, <laughs> All right, see you, Dan. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but no. there was something scru- screamed in the background. I don't well, know. Well, you got a lot of supporters calling for yeah, you. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And that's that's a good thing, remember. Supporters fill seats. Your promoter's going to want that. They yes. want butts in the seats. Thank yeah. So they do. So these guys got to come down and support you and support these promoters. And that's the that's the secret here. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, his song is from Blue Earth to Coat. Go, go, Godzilla. <laughs> he's destroying Tokyo. Right. That's 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 the that's song. That's the song he's coming out to. That's what I want him to do. I'm like, yeah, you are, <laughs> you are Godzilla to Japan. That's it. Uh. Uh, you know, I when when I fought, I came out. To, I always came out to shook ones from Mob Deep. Okay. <laughs> because that's the way. I, if you listen to the track, it, it's the same way I thought before I got. You know, I got into a fight. It, it's. I was shook, you know what I mean? Because everybody tells you, you, you could say whatever, you could train as hard as you want, and fear is always there. It, it's, it's how you can control the fear. Yeah. But there's fear, you know? You, you see, uh, in, in the olden days, MMA, you, you would fight different weight classes. You, mm-hmm. You'd be 150, you're fighting 250-pound right. guy. What's this stuff uh, within five pounds of each other? No. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. It shouldn't matter. No, it shouldn't, but, but it, it definitely... But tradition comes yeah. in. Yeah. The traditional karate, you know, like Jessica's got to fight Rob. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to fight yeah. Rob. Even the children fight Rob. There's fear, but there's also that drive, like that that instinct. Mm-hmm. To, you just have, like, that desire to get in there and... Of course, compete. Yeah, compete. Mm-hmm. So, but you can do anything. Just got to put your mind to it. That's right. We have our sixth caller oh, no. of the day. <laughs> Who are we speaking to? No, well. No. Okay, then. There we go. So, thank you. Thank you very much. These are the people we don't want in the MMA. Yeah. These are the people I wouldn't even let in my school. You you, want to know something? And I, these kids, and and we have, we have some people calling the show all the time saying some stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. And and that's, that's the funny thing about these kids. If they actually came into the studio and said the stupid things that they said or say, 
they would get their ass smacked around and 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 that's the and and that's the problem with America right now is they everybody thinks that they're tough mm-hmm. everybody thinks that they're tough everybody comes out there they go to these events i see kids all the time at, at these events starting fights oh, you know yeah. they're they're in the audience they're there for a particular fighter mm-hmm. And they're starting. They're pushing. They're pushing people from another team or something like that. And, and we're all there for one reason: to watch the fights and enjoy the fights, and, and watch the competition. Instead, they're they're starting fights with guys that they shouldn't be starting fights yeah. in the audience. Yeah. And and they're 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 there to support their fighter, their 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 brother, their sister, whoever's fighting in this particular fight. I think it's absolutely ridiculous, and there's no reason for this because everybody. The problem with MMA. The only problem I look at MMA and boxing is it's teaching some of these guys, some of these schools are teaching these guys how to be even more abusive. I, I agree. You know, and, and that's only going to scare away the sponsors. Mm-hmm. And that's going to give us a bad taste in the mouth. This is why it, was, it wasn't legal in New York for so many years. Look what we had to do to finally get it legal in New York. Mm-hmm. If you can't make it here in New York, you can't make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Look at all the great fighters that come out of New York. Frank Sinatra. He did. Yeah. He said it. He's right. So if we're going to scare away the sponsors, and we're going to stop making people not come down to watch these shows, these kids ain't going to make no money. Hmm. This is a business today. We have our sixth caller of the day. Hopefully it's a good caller. Who do we have? Hello? I guess uh, they hung up. <laughs> they were probably calling. I don't know. They, maybe they were calling up to do another stupid thing. I, yeah, maybe yeah. they just. And now, where are the parents in this? Nah. They, come you, on. Come on. You know what? Rookie, you know where, you know where your son is all day long? Jaco? Yeah. We got to raise our va- values with parents. I do. I, I think so, too. But I think, I think mixed martial arts could help. Oh, yeah. And it could also hurt. And, and that's yeah. that's the, that's the way I look at it when I when I watch and when I go to these events and I, I I think some of these kids they're brought off the streets they're raised around violence and then you're teaching them more violence and that was me certain people certain people and then there are certain people that they they get in they find the right dojo they find the right sensei that trains them to stay away from the violence only keep the violence in competition competition is where you can take your violence out on your opponents. Outside the ring, well, you stay away from it. Yeah, because you're in jail. Mm-hmm. What happened with Rookie? He gets jumped by all these kids. Mm-hmm. Where was the honor in any of those kids fighting? We, we had a the problem last week over this, and we're watching the video, and I'm like, are these parents proud of their kids? I, I don't think these parents have anything involvement with their kids. That's the problem. Yeah. That's why they are the way they are. That's why I'm saying the fathers, the mothers, they they either they're 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 worried about themselves. There are other kids. See, I love my parents. My father may rest in peace. My parents were very rough on me, and I wasn't a good kid. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I wasn't a great kid. I got kicked out of I got kicked out of three schools for fighting. I was uh, a delinquent. Everybody called me a delinquent. They sent me away to go to an all boys school in Brooklyn. And I'll never forget it because as soon as I went there, I wasn't as tough as I thought I was. I really wasn't. And, and I realized that the first day I was there because I was the new meat in town. And that's the yeah. way they looked at me. I, the first couple of weeks, I was the meat. That, that's what they treated me as. We have our sixth caller of the day. Who are we speaking to? Frank. How you doing, Frank? What would you like to talk about? I hate fucking niggers. You're... Oh, oh, boy. God. And there we go again. Frank, thank you for calling the show. I mean, 
<laughs> this is what divides our country, racism. You want to know something, Sensei? Yeah. These guys, they have nothing else better to do. So what they do is they'll call the show, they'll say whatever they want, and, and, and that's fine. They could do whatever the hell they want, but that doesn't make them men because they could talk on a phone. It just shows them how, how big of a loser they are. So, and that's the way I look at it. But, but we got to change these kids. We can save it's these hard, kids. It's hard to change me, all of them. Well, that's, I do for a living. that's one of the uh, reasons why I like the school. Uh, I like associating with uh, Sensei Benedict's uh, school because he, he has a good mission. You know, as, as a Christian male myself, I, I like the way Sensei approaches uh, helping these troubled kids uh, first get off the street. And then, uh, you know, he instills discipline over, over, you know. Over you could bring your to, mic up. You don't have to lean up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Makes it easier for you, you know. Yeah, and over time, you know, you see the discipline kind of set in a little bit. Uh, you know, you were talking about we, we all had a, a rough time. Like I was a very uh, tr troubled kid as well. And for me, the Army was uh, a big uh, stepping stone uh, that helped me out a lot. Um, but, yeah, he does. He, he works miracles with some of these kids. And, uh, you know, they come. And like you were talking about, uh, kar karate can be used negatively. Of course. But kar karate and goju is, is controlled violence uh, tempered with honor. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's, there was no, like you were saying, there was no honor with those kids. And it was almost embarrassing watching uh, Rookie toy with them. You know, it was embarrassing mm -hmm. to see, like, ten kids unable to do anything to, to Rookie uh, significant. Mm -hmm. And, and then when they stopped, he stopped. Yeah. There was yeah. no sense going on with this, mm -hmm. you know. So that's the difference. I love that you're saying that, Rob, because he didn't pursue this. He walked yeah. away. He could have did a lot more to mm -hmm. those kids, and he chose just to do just enough to stop the violence. Mm -hmm. And he dropped. They had charges and everything on him. He dropped charges against those kids. He's like, I want nothing to do with this. Oh, he had charges dropped. No, there was charges all over. The, the police got involved with all this. So they charged Rookie. No, they charged the other kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Rookie was like, they're kids. They made a mistake. I don't want to press charges. We were in court all last week. He did the honorable thing. Mm -hmm. He could have had them put away. He's like, listen, everyone makes mistakes. I just, you know? Yeah. So, I, but like I said, you know. Well, um, maybe maybe they'll show that that shows them that you're more of a man than they are. Well, huh? this is what we're trying to do save one person at a time. Mm -hmm. And maybe they'll join your school. Maybe they'll see what they. I, I know I you know probably that. don't want them, but. Uh, no, we'll, we'll take on people that need help. Mm -hmm. But you got to be the right type of person. Mm -hmm. I don't need the money. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I, I I have my own businesses. I support my own school. Mm -hmm. I can have 50,000 kids in my school and have 50,000 sheep, or would you rather have five tigers? And this is how I keep the tradition alive. Now, can you see the right. number? I'm going, I'm going to, yes, I see the number, but I don't know who... Teresa is. It's a Teresa Ordenly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on right, if good. get ready. Yep. Who are we speaking to? Who are we speaking to? Yeah, it's it's those kids. All they, right. They've got nothing else better to do. They they really don't. Uh, what you're doing on Sunday is you're calling a radio show and nailing and saying stupid racist things. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. We're gonna go to a quick break. When we come back. Uh, I want to I want to get into you know other fighters right now in the sport that you guys know of. You, you're talking about Anderson Silver. You talk about uh, Bader. All these guys that are they've come up in the divisions. They've become they're either stars in the UFC 
are there becoming stars? And I have a couple of fighters that I, I'm going to give you some names, and I want to know your opinion on these fighters. If you, if you know a particular fighter, yeah, uh, I don't these particular fighters. The so, but no. I don't even know if you might have heard. You might have. You might have heard of these fighters. When yeah. we come back, we'll get into that. Six three one six seven six two nine six eight. This is a special edition of Caged MMA, and we'll be back after this. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Adult language and violence. You, you are now listening to the number one MMA show in America. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, Caged in MMA, this is a special show. We will be back this Thursday. Caged in MMA will be every every other Thursday from 6.30 to 8 p.m. at night. So all you fans that love MMA, stay tuned. Mike Washington will be in the studios on Thursday. So will Rodney Harris. He, they'll both be joining me and helping me out uh, talking MMA. We're going to talk about all the fights this past weekend. We're going to get through the FNT card that we were talking about. We're going to talk about MMA, all the stories that we have missed in the last couple of months because we haven't done the show. want to give a shout-out to Mike Washington. He puts a lot of work into all his, you know, his MMA organizations and and all the stuff that he helps not only grow MMA out here in Long Island but throughout the New York State region. So shout out to Mike Washington, Bobby Campbell, Eugene, Nick from Triton, all the guys, uh, Tom Kilkenny, all the guys that, that that try to help these kids grow, and 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 really what MMA is really transitioning in, in here in Long Island as a whole. We talk about Chris Weidman who has really taken MMA here in Long Island and take it to higher levels, and he's been the biggest biggest supporter of MMA, and I have to give him a lot of credit. All right, I'm, I'm going to put this guy on. I want to see if this is an actual guy. If he isn't, uh, I'm going to hang up on him. Who are we speaking to? Who are we speaking Hello? to? Yes. This is Ron. How are you doing, Ron? Ron Allen from Long Island, New York. How are you doing, Ron? I'm doing good. It's Rowan. Oh, Rowan. All right, Ron. So are you on speakerphone? Yeah, yeah. Uh, get off speakerphone because it's better. You'll, you'll I mean, sound I'm better. Not on, I'm not on speakerphone. Oh, okay, okay. All right. So, uh, what would you like to speak about? Nothing. My man Ryuki is gonna whoop some ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it, Rowan? Yeah, Rowan. How you doing, Rowan? What's going on, man? You gonna show up? Where, where, where is it at? The Bronx, the Bronx, man. We go, we go hardcore, man. We go up to the Bronx. It's uh, it's at 22, 2297 Cedar Avenue, Bronx, New York, one zero four six eight. You can get tickets. You can call up for info. Nine one seven four two zero three eight one seven. Again, I'm it's. With it. I'm with it if I can ride with the dojo guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take you up with us. <laughs> yeah, we'll bring you, yeah, man. man. The tickets. Ass, man, let's go. I just Rowan re- just for that um Bobby Campbell's right. Yeah. Yeah, let's go, 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 two warriors. Let's go. <laughs> I know Rowan. Uh, yeah. I, I saw his fight. I, I was, I was there. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was. He just had that um, another time. Come on, people's right there, Sensei John. That's the man right there, man. Well, come on, man. <laughs> well, I, I just want to give a shout out, uh, Hector uh, Delgado. If you guys, it presents the BX Cage Fight Sunday, February twenty fourth. 2019 it's a cage fight mma war zone first time ever in the bronx i'm very interested to see 
the turnout because I'm I'm sure a lot of Bronx fighters and a lot of people that love fighting around that vicinity, uh, they'll have the opportunity to go see the fights. And if you guys want to check it out or buy tickets, the tickets are forty dollars right now. How do you get the tickets? Well, you can call for reservation if you want dinner reservations at the fight. It's seven one eight five six one six one six one. Um, it's also sponsored by Joe Sex Entertainment, Eventbrite, so you can buy the tickets. They're sold on Eventbrite. You can get, you can go on the internet and go to Eventbrite.com, and you can order the tickets. Uh, to call for more info, you can go to 917-420-3817. And if you guys want to know the address, if you guys don't know the address, it's 2297 Cedar Avenue, Bronx, New York, 10468. So there you go. Looking forward to it, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Rowan. No problem. Have a good day, guys. All right. All right. All right. See you later. Uh, I actually saw Rowan fight. I, now I remember the fight, the tie that he had. I remember yeah. the fight. Yeah, twice. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. It's a, it was a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a full sanctioned fight. It wasn't a professional fight, right? It was an amateur fight. Yeah. yeah. So they were in headgear and and shingles. No, no, no. no, so they so they weren't. No. So it's not the fight I'm thinking about. All right, we're gonna put this person on. I don't know who this person is. Welcome to Cage Gentleman. Who, who, who are we speaking to? Yes, this is Vinny. Hey, Vinny. How hey, are you? Hey, Vinny. Good. How are you? Good. I'm just calling in to support my dojo brothers, Rob and Rookie. Thank you. Hey, what's up, Vinny? And Sensei. Yes, I'm here. I'm watching you guys. Cool, 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 cool. You got to move your mic closer to your face, Sensei. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> There you go. You can pull it forward. You can actually pull yeah, it even forward. More? There, there you go. There you well, go. I don't want to block my beautiful face. Oh, yeah. Nobody's blocking your beautiful face. No, Come on, profile. Sensei. Nice. Yeah, the profile's perfect. <laughs> how's, your, you. how's your lovely daughter Jessica doing this morning? I had to drop her off for work. So oh, she's oh, working. Okay. Yeah, she is. You know, That's why she couldn't make it today. This is Jessica's father? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, God help me right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, got a tough, you got a tough girl. I'll tell you that right yeah, now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you got to be tough parents to take care of a tough girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got him in training. Yeah. He's got to defend yeah, himself. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, best school on Long Island. Uh, I don't want to take you know, any more of your time up. I'm sure you got some more phone calls coming in. But uh, I'll be watching. I'm still watching. But I have my pizza and watch you guys. <laughs> have my pizza and watching. Aren't you in training? <laughs> Now he's one of the older guys. He's thinking about doing Bobby's. Uh, okay. You might be throwing him in at Bobby's. Oh, that's good. Listen, Bobby puts on a great, great competition. I'm telling you guys, uh, there are thousands of people that show up here. They can't even – at the end of – probably after the third or fourth fight – they can't even. You have to stay right by the back bar. You're not. E- yeah. You can't even move no. closer because the fights are completely compacted. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you how, get a table. how he promotes. Yes, yeah. how he promotes it. It's incredible. It's it, it's, it's, it's it is incredible. Jackhammer Promotions. He puts on a great show and he it really draws a lot of people over there. People go yeah. over there and eat the food. The food's great over there. Yeah. And McKay's. If you guys never been to McKay's, it's great food. Uh, great place. They have concerts there. They have events there. And uh, he puts on a great show. Jack Hammer Promotions puts on a great show over there. Bobby Campbell really puts uh, a lot of time and effort into what he what he shoots out there in his product and everything like that. So I give a shout-out to him. But definitely looking forward to watching your fight, my friend. All right, Errol. You put on a great show, too. All right, guys. Listen, Ush. I'll see you Tuesday. Ush. See you Tuesday. Bye-bye. 
You know, it's it's funny because he actually pronounced my name right. <laughs> I mean, I butcher the English language. Well, I butcher. Tr- trust me. Everybody asks me, what what do you need to work on when it comes to radio? And I say, my vocabulary. And I say, well, your vocabulary is fine. And I say, no, it's not. Because there are people on our network. They're so smart. Uh, Speedy Beatty. He, this guy, he uses words that you never even heard of. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I don't understand you. He's like, he's like well, let me pull up a vocabulary. Because, uh, you know, and he, he gives me the vocabulary word. Because I always ask him what the vocabulary m- vocabulary word means in conversation. And he, he's like, I'll pull it up. I'll explain it to you in, 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 in pronouns and nouns and <laughs> verbs. And I'm like, I was like, okay, I don't even want to know it. So... But, uh, you know, that's my weakness, and I always try to perfect what I try to do. The only way you're going to get better at something is if you perfect your craft. You're never, you're always trying to learn, and I learn through people. Guys like Mike Francesa, I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's a sports radio host. He, he really is the godfather of sports radio. He, he will admit, he, will, he won't admit that he needs to work on anything in his craft, but he will admit that everybody else around him are terrible or they need to work on this or they're just completely terrible. But I, I, I am, out of all the radio show hosts here in the studio, I, I try to push my guys to work on their craft and, and get better at their craft because the only way anybody's going to give you the opportunity to, to, to grow in your craft is if you're the best at what you do. Because if you're if you're mediocre, mm-hmm. there are a million other guys that are better than you are. So and Absolutely. and that's the thing. So and and that's that's how I that's how I work. And I always try to perfect my craft and how you build your shows and how you push yourself. Not only in in in, in all professional sports, you go to a coach right now, Bill Belichick. What does Bill Belichick do with the best? He game plans, right? That's what he does. Mm-hmm. He game plans. If you give him more than a week to game plan like he did against the Rams, mm-hmm. he's going to beat you, right? You he, go. He's going to find a way to beat you. The same thing with anything you do. If you have a game plan and going into a fight, and you know your fighters, you say that you, you want him to go into the fight, and he doesn't. you don't want him to know what he's fighting against. You want him to learn heads up. But there, we prepare him before. Exactly. I, I feel that the best coaches, the best trainers, the best at what they do – they know that they got to work hard and be the best at they can be, and and they can't they can't expect to go in there and say you know what it, it's just like when I first did radio it was uh it was like six years ago and I I started in my basement and I I was I was a executive producer at a CBS Sports Radio show and I was like you know what I want to start a radio station out here in Long Island I don't want to do a podcast like because podcasts were just getting big at the time it was just becoming more known podcasts. And I was like, you know, I don't want to be called a podcast. So I, 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 found, I wanted to find a way to do a live radio show. So I found a stream from Seattle, and I was like, how clear is the sound and all this other – all these podcasts are terrible. Let me tell you something. It, it's absolutely terrible. And I'm not taking shots at any podcast. Anybody, anybody that's listening to this show that does a podcast, I'm not taking shots at you. But it, sound is a very important quality of why people listen to you. And I, I remember when I first started this, when I, when I had my partner – we, we started a show, and I, I always wanted to perfect everything, and, and, and my shows got better and better. If you wa- listen to my shows from the beginning, and now you listen to my shows now, they're light years, light years better than, than they were when we started. And you have to be an entertainer in fighting and sports. Why do people go to basketball games? Entertainment, right? Why do people go to football games? Entertainment. Yep. Why do people go to MMA fights? entertainment Mm -hmm. so entertaining the crowd drawing people to come and watch you again and they're going to pay for more tickets which is going to draw you sponsorship which is going to draw you money 
right. in your pocket. Same thing with here. How do you entertain people is what's going to draw people for the viewership, which is going to draw more sponsors into advertising with you. And that's why you have to be, you have to always believe that you want to be better or you want to perfect your craft. So here's my question, okay? I'm going to get into conversation. I know you guys don't watch a lot of MMA. You don't know a lot of fighters. So I'm going to, I'm going to name a couple of fighters right now in the mixed martial arts world. And I want to know your opinion, if you know who they are, on the particular fighter and, and the growth of what they've done, not only for mixed martial arts, but throughout you know the sports world, okay? So here we go. Daniel Cormier is the heavyweight champion of the world right now in UFC. You know who he is? No, no. You guys don't know who Daniel Cormier is? No, no. Daniel Cormier is, uh, is an all-American wrestler. He was a three-time world championship wrestler, and uh, he was a great wrestler. He, was, he started in... Uh, different divisions. He got into the UFC, and now he's the heavyweight champion. He's the only the second fighter in UFC history to hold two belts in the light heavyweight division and the heavyweight division. He gave up the light heavyweight uh, belt, which John Jones won uh, recently, and it, he's now the heavyweight champion. John Jones, you guys know who he is? No, I, I think I heard the name a few times, but you got to remember, I my my day starts at mm-hmm. early in the morning, and mm-hmm. I leave at eleven thirty every night. Mm-hmm. I gotta have family time. I don't watch TV. No, and I don't either. But I, you know, with mixed martial arts, it's it's good to know these guys because these guys are really have transitioned the MMA world. I've probably seen them. I yes. probably John Jones is the guy that got suspended names. for steroids oh, a couple of times. Now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, he lost one fight. He was disqualified from the fight. Arguably the best fighter the UFC has ever. Mm-hmm. Arguably the best fighter in the world. And people say that he's the best fighter in the world. He's the one. He's the Daniel Cormier has one loss. The one loss that he has is against John Jones. So. Uh, and a lot of people say that John Jones cheated and stuff like that. I, I, the, and I, I'll say this again, and I, I'll say this because I say this in all the shows. The only sport I believe that people should not, if they want to use steroids, they should not use steroids, is contact sports. And I, I think, I think in MMA and boxing, they should not be permitted to use any enhancing steroids. In baseball, basketball, football, hockey. If, if that keeps them on the ice, that keeps them on the field, that heals them quicker so they can play. They're getting paid millions and millions of dollars. I don't know what the big deal is. I, I, I never understand it. Why? Because they have more power? In baseball, and, and this is what I don't understand with, you know, uh, when I talk to different people in the M- MLB network or I, I talk to different writers and I ask them these questions, I say, I say to them, you don't, you don't put them in the Hall of Fame because they did steroids. There are people that are in the minor leagues doing steroids. They never play Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. ever. Why are the guys in the Major Leagues that are some of the greatest baseball players that have been caught with steroids, Barry Bonds, who never did steroids. He, he had 400 home runs or 400, uh, 400 stolen bases, bases before he went to San Francisco, and he did steroids. Why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Why is it that you see Alex Rodriguez who is arguably one of the greatest baseball players of our era, could be top five of all time, because he's been caught with two-time two time steroid user. Why is he going to be banned from making the Hall of Fame? This guy's one of the greatest baseball players ever to play the game. You cannot... Steroids does not help you see the ball. It doesn't help you hit the ball. It gives you more power to hit more home runs. That doesn't give you the opportunity... At A-Rod's a, a career 300, 300 hitter. Does that make him hit the ball better? It doesn't. It gives him more power. Then why are they taking it? 
Here's the reason why, and I, I believe this. HGH and human growth hormones and all that other stuff that you hear that Roger Clemens did, as you get older as an athlete, you play 162 games in a season, even in basketball, you're playing 82 games. It's grueling. Yeah. And this is why they sit out for 10, 15 games, and a lot of these people are spending millions and millions of dollars a year buying tickets. Buying tickets. about ticket sales. Yeah, ticket sales. It's all about injuries. And it, it, LeBron James, he's been out for, what, 18 games? Where he hasn't played, the Laker fans are paying LeBron James to come and watch him play, and they can't see him because he can't heal himself. But if he did steroids or human growth hormones, it would keep the injuries. It would heal the injuries quicker. I believe that if they're using it for the right reasons at their older ages, at a certain age, then they should be permitted to use them. I, I don't understand why the MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, all these professional sports are keeping human growth. They've been doing it for years. They've been cheating for years, okay? We there are guys right now in the in the Hall of Fame that have on steroids, that have been on steroids. Why is it the only sports I say you should not be permitted to use steroids is kickboxing, is boxing, is is full contact sports where you could permanently injure somebody by hitting them. Power and and I, I think football Come on, you have a 350-pound lineman hitting you at full speed. They're running the 40 in 5.5 seconds. And this is a 350-pound guy coming at you with full force. And, it, and you're telling me that all these other football players in the, in the 70s never did human growth hormones or steroids? Come on. It's ridiculous. It all became big when the government stepped in and tried to stop it from the MLB. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't a problem when... When Mark McGuire was hitting 70 home runs in a season, or Sammy Sosa was hitting 60 semi home runs in a season, it wasn't a problem. Now it's a problem. Why I'm getting into this, John Jones cheated. He cheated. There are fighters that have cheated in this sport. John Jones was one of the only ones that got caught. So he got caught twice. A third time, he, I, I believe he should be banned from mixed martial arts. I, if, if that's the case. But I also look at, you know, all these things like like all these other fighters, Max Calloway and Tyrone Woodley. These guys are human human specimens. They're human specimens. You look at their bodies, there's not a wrinkle in their body. It's unbelievable the conditioning. When we talk about Roku, uh, um, which is steroid free by the way. Yes, who he's trying to drop 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. He's trying to drop down 10 pounds. That, that puts a lot out on your body. It tears a lot out of your body yeah, in the training. Yeah. You know, and I know this. When I was fighting, I was dropping from 185 to 170, and I was dropping 15 pounds in a week. And what I would do is I would completely drain myself by saunering. I would ride a bike in a sauna. I would ride a bike in a sauna two days a week, 40 minutes a session, and then I would go out, train, go back into the sauna after my training, and do another 40 minutes. Did you do steroids? No. So you're a man with honor, and you went in the ring, and you fought with the abilities that you had. Either you did good or you didn't. There were a lot of fighters in the amateur division, because they don't test for steroids, mm-hmm. that fight. You know, that's how they drop weight. They, they, there's all different kinds of different steroids that you can take that will drain the water out of your body where you can make weight. And there's a lot of fighters. I'm not going to give names on no, no, this. It's, but it's there, I know a bunch of fighters that they do stuff. Yeah. And and the reason behind it is it's hard to make that weight. It's it's hard to drain and yourself. And don't belong in the ring. Well, that's what my guys, and that's what 
rookie, or I have every bone broken in his body, I find I'm doing steroids. Okay? Mm-hmm. Or anything else. I'm sure the rest of the dojo will step it in with it. If you can't handle it, don't be in it. Mm-hmm. That's just the, our beliefs. I, I know what you're saying, but me, you would shame our dojo if you had to do it that way. Mm-hmm. That means you weren't meant to be in the MMA. Mm-hmm. You have to find what it takes. And this is why I tell Jessica and all my other people, it's nothing but sacrifice to become great. Are you willing to sacrifice what, it, what you need to do? Do you want to take a shortcut? Are you going to do coke or, uh, and speed so you can be strong in the fight? Because people used to do that in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Eight balls. Mm-hmm. They go and they do all this so they're really strong and fast in the fight. That's what it takes to win? Or are you going to be a warrior and step up and handle your business like a man? So that's, that's me. On, but the sport, it is what it is. It's, it's, it has rules has regulations, you have to learn to cheat within the rules, I get you. But that's the difference between a traditional school and a sports school. But there's no place for it. You know? I, I agree, and, and, and listen, that, that's why there are people out there that, that train really, really hard and they put the time in, and there are people that will mm-hmm. cut, cut the slice out or cut the beef yeah, out. Hey. And do what they have Part to do the to, game. yeah, well, that, that's, that's, that's and sports. And I'm sure the promoters are doing this. I'm sure there's always talk that the certain, you know, people that do these shows make these guys do steroids so they have six-pack abs and all that other stuff. I'm sure that's going on. It's all about money. It's always about money. It's always about money. In this sport, in, in any sport, it's all about money. It's all about sponsorships, advertisements. And you talk about some of these big sponsors like the MMA world, the oh, UFC. Wow. They have Monster they have uh, Reebok. They have all these big companies, multi-billion-dollar industry companies that are supporting them, sponsoring. And you're signing your life away. Pretty much because UFC doesn't want to pay. Nope. There are five. They're all organi- Bellator. On the other hand, uh, on the other hand, they let you bring in your own sponsorships. They let you bring in your own advertisement, but they don't really pay either. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a big-time fighter that's drawing, mil- you know, millions of viewers throughout the. Uh, Throughout the um, in, you know the industry, or if it's not uh, the internet or whatever they're using to promote their shows, if you're not bringing in the draw, they're not going to pay you, and that mm-hmm. they they rather pay you for bringing in hundreds of people, and they'll right. give you a certain amount of money. I, I don't ticket know what sales. They'll yeah, ticket sales. ticket sales. Yeah, so if you're if you're selling fifty dollars worth of tickets, you get twenty five or if something. You're lucky. Yeah, twenty dollars. Some of these guys don't even want to give you that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how that's how you're going to make money. And I'll trust me. I have a lot of Bellator fighters that like this way because they have support of their family and they train and they have to pay their spot. They have yeah. to pay uh, different people, their trainers, their um, you know where uh, some of these guys do some other different things to to try to to get their body in shape. You know what I mean? So not doing steroids or of those particular things. Some so. of these guys have full time jobs too. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I do. That's the work on the road construction. Come home, go right to the dojo. Yeah. Then go and train after I was done teaching. That's oh. what made the Iron Men of, of, of America. You yeah. know, working, coming home, taking care of your kids, and then training. I think Bobby has a guy that does that. Mm-hmm. I, I do it. I mean, uh, coming here. I don't. I, this is not my full-time gig right now. Yeah. It's not. And I, I work at a full-time job. 
And everybody says, well, uh, I'm, I'm going to come into the studio. Well, I'm not there. My guys are. There's shows going on, but I'm not there. And I'm like, well, when are you going to be there? It's like, when I get off of work. Well, this is your full-time gig. It's like, not yet, but eventually, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're working. You always got to work. You always got to put your time and your effort into what you do and what you love. If you believe in what you're doing and, and the growth of what you're doing and you can put your time and effort into it, you can do anything you want to. I, I don't care what anybody tells That's me. That's what I teach them. I tell them you got to sacrifice yes. everything. Mm-hmm. Women can't get in your way. Guys can't get in your way. Your jobs can't get in your way. You eat, sleep, karate. That's what you got to do. And, and that's the only way you're going to be great in this world. It's true. If you want to be the best at what you want to be and, and you have a belief in the future of who you are as a fighter, well, you got to give sacrifices. And that's what I, how I came up. I got nothing. I, I used to stand on the food and cheese lines. Mm-hmm. No one got me out of out of Trust Brooklyn, me, I deal with me. I deal with it. I mean, breaking up with my girl and stuff like that. She she didn't understand, and she's coming back into my life. And 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 trust me, she. I made a lot of sacrifices. I put. I I, I have a lot of sacrifices, and what I do with with this. I can't. I, I can't have. You're one person. You're doing three, four things. It's so much. You're Rob. You're you're a cop. You know what I mean. And this is something that you love to do. This is something that you know is satisfying to you after work. You know what I mean. And there is a uh, there is a vibrant uh, martial arts community within the law enforcement world, and uh, there can be no uh, no uh, controlled substance use of any kind. And we're tested. Or randomly, so that would end our career in law enforcement. I think it, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about a game plan. You know, um, uh, if you want to accomplish something, you you have to envision it first. You have to figure out what you want to do, and then come up with a plan on how you would uh, intend to achieve that goal. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't figure out, don't don't uh, rise to that level of maturity until they're you know in their forties, like me. I wish I knew that when I was in my teens and 20s, I would have been a lot more structured in my life and have achieved a, a greater level uh, in the martial arts, def- you know, and in career, and education. But, you know, you learn these things as you get older. You know, I think uh, young people tend to try to take shortcuts. And that's what you teach your kids. And, and that's, that's what, what he's helping us in the yes. dojo. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. bringing this insight to our youth. That's great. That's what you need to bring. You need to bring in people that's going to help you grow your product and, and, and grow your structure of your company. And that's what I try to do here with the, some of these guys. Some of these guys are just getting out of school and in communications. They, they, they worked in their radio stations at their school and they, they had their own shows. This is different. You're out in the real world. You have to, you, if you want a product to grow, you have to support it, not only your shows, but all the other shows behind behind it and in front of it. And I think that it's all structure. Mm-hmm. If you have the right structure, you'll be able to build something. If you don't, every big business has grown out of a garage, a basement. You you hear all of it. Amazon was grown out of a garage. I mean, look, he's, a, he's the richest man in the world. He, he grew a business out of his garage. Now he's the richest man in the world. Bill Gates, he 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 left Harvard, okay? And and everybody says, well, he stole ideas from Steve Jobs. Maybe he did. Steve Jobs grew Macintosh, which became Apple, out of a garage with his partner. Look look at all these businesses that have grown. The only way you're going to grow something is if you, you understand a structure, you build the structure through that structure that will grow. And have no fear and go and do it. Mm-hmm. I started this business with $17 in the bank. And I signed a 10-year lease. Got to go out there and beat on doors. I give you a lot of credit, too. Your, your, your wife, who she's an opera singer, and she, she's got her own spiel, and that's your business, too, and you help her grow her business. 
businesses are not easy to grow. There's a million businesses out here in Long Island. If you, if you guys, all the fans that are listening to the show right now that are not from Long Island, this is a business-driven place. It's all businesses. It's Everybody says, well, what is it like living in Long Island? It's one of the most expensive places Help. to live. Yeah, it's one like of the most help. expensive places to live. I don't open a business because the town will come after you. Yep. The problem with, with the taxes and the politics over here, it's ridiculous. You don't know where your taxes are going because the taxes is going here, the taxes is going there. It, it's the growth of a business and understanding how to structure your business is where your business is going to go in the future. And if you, you have no thoughts of where your growth is going to be or you have no thoughts of a plan where it's going to go, it's never going to go anywhere. So I, I think... Same thing with a child or a kid that is pushing himself to go into sports, or MMA, or boxing. or You want to structure yourself at a young age, at five, six years old. If you want to be the best at what you want to be and you want to structure your life behind that particular thing that you love to do, you start at a young age and you continue doing it until you, you're old. I, I believe that. I, I, I was a great hockey player. I played hockey my whole life. I started skating. I probably learned how to skate before I knew how to walk. You know, and I was a great hockey player, hurt my knee. I stepped away for six months and I lost the love for it. And to this day, I regret not continuing my career because I could be a professional. I would have been a professional hockey player. And I, I'm happy, you know, I'm, life brings you in all different places. You have to learn how to take it and, and, and grow with it. Unfortunately, I have that loss in my head that I could have been that instead of that and that's why i tell all these young fighters and stuff like that uh, if you started like you, you you know you're 16 years old you've been doing this since you were like five or six years old 17 17 yeah two 17 years, two and a half he started and, two and, a half. Two and a half. injuries are part of the game mm -hmm. i i i have more injuries known the man than god i mean the last five weeks i couldn't stand up straight no excuses that's what it takes to be a winner and that's what i tell these kids did I ever, ever not lead by example when my knee goes out, my back goes out, my hip goes out? I dislocated my hip, taking them to a show. I remember. Okay. I, did I, I was DJing at the event. Yeah. Did <laughs> I show up? Did I, I gave you my word I yes. was coming? Yeah. No dislocated hip or anything's going to stop me. New York Fight Exchange. And shout out to Mike Washington and that again. That was a great show. <laughs> it was a great show. We're going to go back again. We it was a great really show. He, he puts on he puts on some great show. All these promoters. You, you talk about Dana White and, and all the guys from Bellator. These amateur promoters out here. Bobby Campbell. I've named them all. Mike Washington. Tom Kilkenny. Eugene. Nick from, from Triton. All these. They get they get big venues and they grow their they have a professional an amateur fight look like a professional fight and yeah. they draw so many people they can't even sell enough tickets last uh, Friday night there were people coming to the door how much to get in oh it's sold out sold out I tried to bring in a, a photographer to come with me to take pictures I had to take pictures he couldn't fill it in he told me he's like I can give you a pass I can't give another person a pass I'm sorry you know, and I went there myself. And let me tell you something: to get into the city and get on Wall Street and find mm -hmm. a parking spot, it is a bitch. It's a hard. It is a bitch. Okay. It is. Oh, it is. I deal with it every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I moved out to Long Island. <laughs> it's crazy. I, 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 was, I had to park seven or eight blocks away and walk. And I was like, "Where's Wall Street?" And it's funny. I lived here my whole life. I never been to Wall Street. That was the first time I was on Wall oh. Street. First time. It, it's crazy. And well, you got to see New York, man. This is yeah. New York. We got to go explore it. Absolutely, and I and listen. I had a good time. It was it was interesting. It was unique, and it's something that everybody should 
understand or if you like MMA or have the opportunity to go and see some of these underground fights or even these fights. It's where the Warriors are born. Yeah. Oh, you talk about some of the, be- the best fighters the in the world. That's the old school stuff yeah. is you want to find that. And back to like what you were saying earlier about you know your community and stuff. Yes. That's why I support the show because you're from our community. That's why I advertise here for you to hope that I give you that little bump up and, uh, you do. You help us a lot, and, well, and I, I try to do the best I you can. You do, and that's why. And that's why when I go to these events, and I, I want, I know you don't want to put your logo on a shirt because it's got to earn that. You got to earn your logo, but maybe it names or something. I want to get shirts made, new shirts for our new logo and stuff like that. We get uh, the promotion on the back of our shirts because we go to these these events, and you know. We have statement games. We have all the different promotional sponsorships that work with us, and we'd like to promote you guys because you know it's it's the growth. It's it's the growth out here. There are a million karate schools out here. Mm-hmm. There really is. Every two blocks, you, you'll find a karate yeah. school. And know? remember, I'm still here, mm-hmm. and I'm small. Mm-hmm. Remember, I've been doing this since 1985. I've been teaching. I'm still in business. Do you know how many of my competitors call the fire marshals on me? I'm sure. Oh, they called the town. I've survived everything because I'm a fighter. And that's what you got to be, and that's what you teach. That's what it is. Get up, dust yourself off, win or lose, take that experience and make it something better. There you go. Just never give up. So, guys, if, if you guys want to get tickets, all you have to do is go to um, Eventbrite. It's tickets. Everybody knows what Eventbrite is. It's like a ticket master over here. You can get uh um, tickets to different uh, plays and stuff like that. All you got to do is go to www.eventbrite.com or you can Google Eventbrite and you can buy tickets. They're $40 each. You can see Ruku, Royku, Ryuki. I, I, I always mess his name up. Well, Just now like you know my, how I feel yeah. when I call you. Your name. <laughs> well, you call me Earl. Okay? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm working <laughs> That on is it. the worst name. I'm a fighter. Out of all the names, you can call me whatever you want. You can call me E, G, whatever. Earl is, I hate it. My name is Earl. You ever see that show? Earl. Yeah, yeah it was Earl. on TBS. I hated that show because every time I heard it, it's like, uh, uh, my friends used to make oh. a joke and say, they, w- they would call me up. It's like, oh, your show's on TV. I was like, Ooh, don't yeah. tell me. It pissed me off. I hate Earl. And every, people, you want to annoy me? All you got to do is call me Earl. And there's a guy, there's a, <laughs> one, of my, one of the guys, one of the fans on uh, Periscope that actually used to call from Miami. I called him Miami Heat. He called me up and he said, yo, Earl. Earl, Earl. And I used to tell him, stop calling me Earl. My name is Errol. And he, I used to Errol. think there was something wrong with him. But um, um, anyways, if you want to go and see this fight, it's next. Uh, no, it's not next week. It's the week after. Yes. It's a week after. It's two weeks from now, two weeks from Sunday today. Uh, the BX Cage Fight, Sunday, February 24th, 2019. MMA Warzone, first time ever in the Bronx. Uh at Salsa start event at 5 p.m. So the event starts at 5 p.m. So uh, probably doors open up at 4. Uh, we will be there. We'll be doing a live show over there. We'll interview some of the fighters. Um, we'll get some, you know, some encouraging uh, information from John, who will be there. We'll get uh, um, all the different. Uh, uh, Hector will have Sensei Hector come on there and, and interview uh, Sensei Hector. So me and Rodney Harris will be there live on uh, Sunday, February 24th. And remember, if you guys want the address, it's 2297 Cedar Avenue, Bronx, New York, 10468. Info 917-420-3817. That is the number to call if you want info. And if you want to call for dinner reservations, 718 718- Five six one six one six one, Joe Sex Entertainment Eventbrite. 
Just a quick shout out to the sponsors one mm-hmm. more time. Thank you, um, Mr. Hansen yes. from Great River Oil, um, Dominic from All American Awards, um, Spots Dog Training, Stephanie and Shirley, thank you. Yes. Um, e- EPT Dental, um, BNI Auto, we thank you all. And, um, you know, thanks. Everyone for supporting your local kid in your community. Absolutely. And, guys, you can listen to the show. Up next, we'll be behind the barricade at 2 p.m. with Anthony Carragher and his crew. Ronnie Harris will be in the studio. Uh, Caitlin will be in and Chris will be in here. If you guys like wrestling, you can stay tuned for that. And uh, obviously, you guys know next Sunday we'll be Feet and Courage coming back into the studio. Youth football. Uh, he, they're getting a special guest. An ex-NFL player will be in the studio next week talking about youth football, so stay tuned for that. Uh, ben Carey and, and Gerald Filardi, ex-NFL player for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Uh, Their show will be back in the studios next week. Until Thursday. Yes, Thursday will be our coming back uh, tour with Mike Washington. Ronnie Harris will be joining us uh, every single Thursday, every other Thursday, doing uh, Cage MMA. I know everybody's been asking me, when are you guys coming back? We used to wake up to Sunday uh, MMA talk. We're moving it off from Sunday because... For some reason, fans are telling me they don't they don't get up in the morning or they have other things to do on Sunday, uh, training and stuff like that. They never get a chance to watch the show. So you guys will have the opportunity every other Thursday night to watch Cage Den MMA live, interact with us with Mixed Martial Arts. Uh, up next, Beyond the Barricade, I would like to thank Rob for coming in, Rob Ma- McNamara. Welcome, thank you. Yeah, is, thank that, you that's how, is that how you pronounce your name? Uh, McNamara? Ma- McNamara, yes. McNamara. Um, uh, Ryuki. Rookie. Rookie. Yes. Rookie. <laughs> Rookie. 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 I'm going to call you Rue. <laughs> Rookie. Rookie. He doesn't even like Rue. Uh, his mother, always always a supportive, uh, very, very supportive. She goes, she's tough. She doesn't, she doesn't like to go on camera. That's one thing. She doesn't like to talk, and she doesn't like camera, but she comes into the studio, and she supports us on. So I'll give her a shout-out there. And uh, you, Sensei, uh, for supporting us and, and the growth of what we're doing here, the transition from Sports on the Go One to Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We really appreciate all your help and uh, your wife's help and everything that you guys put into. And we, we support you guys, too, and, we know. Thank and you. what you guys do. So um, we will be back at 2 o'clock with uh, Behind the Barricade. Until then, this is Errol Mark saying good night, and I will talk to you guys on my show on Monday. Good night. Good, good afternoon. Good, well, good afternoon. It's, good, it's good night because, you know, there are people listening to us in, uh, in, in Europe. So, uh, you know, I say good night, good night, good afternoon, good day, whatever you want to call it. Anyways, um, that's it for our show. Up next, Behind the Barricade at 2 p.m. if you like wrestling. Until then, you guys will see me tomorrow on my show, Down to the Wire, with Speedy PD and Mikey C. Tomorrow at 6 p.m. Until then, all our shows will start at 11 o'clock tomorrow. This is Errol Marks, KGNMMA, and all you fans out there saying good night, good day, and good afternoon. You're, you're, You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.